Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. I've been waiting for a show like this to come into my life. Remember them? That's Foreigner. Except I changed the words just a tiny little bit. But how's it going? This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. And guys, today we have one of the hottest bands of the year. There's no other way to say it. There's no way to smooth into it. One of the hottest bands in the world. The Buckleys, ladies and gentlemen. The Buckleys released their debut album, Daydream, in late September. Unbelievable album. The Buckleys are a trio from Byron Bay, Australia. Sarah Grace Buckley, Molly Buckley, and Lachlan Buckley. And, oh my God, guys, just what an album. What an album. Everyone loves it, you know. Australian Country Music Association Award nominations. Best New Talent. Rolling Stones raving about them. American Songwriter Magazine's raving about them. Everyone's raving about them. And it's for a reason. You're talking about a trio um, of young, talented songwriters in Australia who are just performing, you know, Americana, country, pop, folk sound like, like they've been at it for decades. And they are so young and the songs are just outstanding, outstanding. So we welcome them to the show. Uh, they've had an interesting year because, you know, they were supposed to pretty much be touring the world. But they've made the best of it, like the resourceful bands that we've had on the show. They managed to do with Live Nation a virtual world tour where they've played to almost 5 million fans around the world. In every corner in the world, guys. So... This is a great chat. You're going to hear how funny they are, how fascinating. We talk about growing up in social media era. Um, you know, if it's hard being in a band as a family, uh, where the songwriting comes from, you know, how they started saving in a piggy bank to go to Nashville since they were, you know, really young. Very impressive stuff, guys. If you want to hear more about them, tour dates for the future, news, whatever, Buckley's.net. And without further ado, guys, this is J-Rod Concerts the podcast with the Buckleys. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, my God. Happy Friday to you guys. Oh, uh, well, you. happy Thursday. Yeah, we're, we're still stuck in Thursday, guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing good. Doing great. We just played our first show in so long, yeah. so long oh, last night. Last, how was it? It, it was, was good. so much fun. We were running on like three hours of sleep. But yeah, because like... <laughs> through and it was awesome. Well, I mean, over here, the border to Queensland, which is another the state, state. Um, just opened at 1am yesterday. So we, so we like okay. crossed the border at 1am and then went to a hotel for like a couple hours of sleep and flew three hours to get here and then played last night. So it was a I big day, it. but... So fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love it. So, how was the crowd? Was it like socially distanced? Like, how, how was the situation there? Yeah, I mean, it's super weird because no one can get up and dance at the moment. Um, yeah. And so, it was weird for our set because our set's like pretty like vibey dance. Oh yeah, stuff. of course. Everyone's waving their hands, so we're just like dance with your eyes. <laughs> dance with oh, your that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but Molly, you could rock the, the the mandolin, right? You still rocked it, of course. Yeah. 
Right. She was doing like backflips and all that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of course, like, course, of course. <laughs> yeah, same with you, Lachlan. There's no pandemic that can stop your slide guitar. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> no. No. Cool. <laughs> well, th thank you guys for joining. I mean, it's amazing that you're going on three hours of sleep. They, it's the, something in the Byron Bay water must be. Must be. <laughs> must be. It's so funny when we, because this is our second time playing Cairns, which is up in far north Queensland. So it's like up at the top of Australia. And right. whenever we come here, like, I feel like it's like, I feel like I'm visiting Australia for the first time. Because like when we're overseas, everyone's always asking us about all the like Australian deadly animals. We yeah. have like the snakes and flies where we live. But here it's like a whole new world. Like crocodiles and like there's, like there's jellyfish if you touch it you die and they're it's invisible in, in the ocean they're, they're invisible they're invisible they're, they're clear invisible death. they're tiny but you touch them it's like yeah. literally it's crazy it's like i feel like it's a rest yeah. <laughs> I was in Australia actually last year before the wildfires and loved it. Loved everything about it, guys. Went to Perth, had Tim Tams every corner I could. Saw you two at the cricket grounds. It was great stuff, guys. But anyway. Anyway, well, listen, guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Sweet Mother of Pandemic, guys. What an album that you guys released on the, on the world this year. Thank Jesus Christ, so absolutely. I mean, look, guys, like I can, I can rave about you guys for 15 minutes, you know, Golden Guitars, Best New Talent, you know, you have like almost a million streams now on Spotify, Rolling Stone Magazine just put you in there. You guys are like on fire and fuego, guys. So congrats <laughs> on all that stuff. Yeah, congrats on all that stuff. Um, let, let me start with this. Lachlan, let me, let me begin with you. Let me ask you this, man. Um, 2020 has been like such a, obviously like a weird year for so many people. Uh, you know people are going through stuff but for you guys it's been the year of a lifetime yeah it's been it's been like just an, an unforgettable ride how would you describe 2020 for the Buckleys like, um, and it's one of those it's one of those years where it's like there was a lot of stuff we had planned that would have been great but also due to the um due to what happened like a lot of other things happened that wouldn't have happened yeah, so, like it's been kind of it's been there's been a lot of positives for us, but like yeah. also obviously some negatives. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't I know. It's just been it's been a crazy crazy ride. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the way. I don't know. Just in general, we try if you know try to just you know make a positive yeah. thing out of a negative situation, and we've just done that. You know, our whole lives that's kind of been our philosophy. So even though we couldn't tour physically, which is you know super a bummer. We got to do um, the virtual world virtual yeah, tour. exactly. So we kind of created this thing called a world virtual tour with Live Nation, who are amazing right. and let us perform on all the platforms and really connect with a lot more people than we would have been able to. We you know I think it had a global reach of over like four oh, and a half million, million people, yeah. which was you know more than we ever could have imagined. So you know. Um, I think it's, yeah, just being creative and trying to find new ways to connect with people at a time when I think everyone needs music the most. Yeah, no, but you know what? You guys have played it perfectly. Um, and, and I got to tell you, Molly, actually, because a lot of artists come to our show and, and they've released a cycle during this time and they're kind of bummed about it because they couldn't tour and like the momentum kind of fizzled, honestly. But you guys, something's happened with the Buckleys. And it's that whenever we do get to tour and whenever you guys get to fly, take that famous LA flight and then go to Nashville, go to Miami, whatever, there's a hunger to see you guys. There's a real, real hunger in the industry to see the Buckleys. So whatever you guys have done, it's, it's been great. It's worked. Oh, awesome. thank you so much. So yeah. It's literally, we love doing this so much. So it's, yeah. Not yeah. Even, it's not a job to us or anything. It's like yeah, literally it's, 
it's a dream come true, literally. Oh, no. Daydream come true. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been, you know, dreaming of going to, you know, the States and Nashville since we're tiny. And just doing so. what we're doing. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. album out. It's crazy. Definitely. Yeah. And Sarah, you mentioned the Live Nation tour. So, um, you guys have become pros basically at this live streaming thing, but you guys are such a live, a live band. Like I've seen your, I've seen your shows online. It, you guys are amazing. Uh, is it hard kind of like, like how do you get into that state without that audience interaction? Do you kind of just flip a switch, imagine yeah. it, or like, like tell me what the process is like, cause you guys do a heck of a job. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> it was really funny when uh, our live, the Live Nation World Tour, we were like, oh my God, this is gonna be so weird. Cause we have to play like, a set but there's no crowd so we i don't know but you kind of learn just how to feed off each other we we become like the crowd and you know yeah we interact with each other to, and get the vibe with the band really like on point so we just all, imagine that there's yeah. ten thousand people in front of you jumping up oh like just that the camera is one person and it's performing to the camera i don't know it's yeah it's so strange you know we have like our dogs walking around and barking and like <laughs> mom's making dinner in the kitchen <laughs> so it's not exactly like you can't really prep for it like you would a show because the circumstances but are, you, you know. still perform like you're at glastonbury headlining it's like you guys do amazing oh um, my god so yeah, nice. of course, Sarah. So, okay, let me ask you a little bit about your early life. I know you've talked about this to death, but maybe some of my audience doesn't know about your background. You guys come from uh, Byron Bay, which is a beautiful coastal town in Australia, kind of like a hippie town. Um, mm -hmm. I think Nicole Kidman and a bunch of people spend a lot of time there. But it has like a very, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but people see their life a little bit differently, a little bit, uh, yeah. it's like another level, I would say. Um, tell us a little bit about growing up there. Do you guys come from a music family? Where does the music DNA come from? Yeah, well, we come from a very musical household. Our dad is a musician. So we've been around music our whole lives. Like our guitar teacher who, you know, it was James T who played in the band Canned Heat, you know, going up the country and right. stuff. He taught us how to play the blues because he was just, you know, in a band with dad. And um, so we just picked up some things off of him and just being around songwriters and great musicians was like, so we didn't probably realize it at the time, but just, you know, we were just absorbing it all. Yeah. And I mean, the area, as you said, Byron, it really kind of attracts creative people. So, and it's like an alternative type town. So yeah. we grew up in a very, you know, everyone really encourages you to create things and, you know, yeah, be different. Art, so exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like we've kind of carried that um, with us and then, you know, bringing it to Nashville and, you know, Nashville is also kind of like a second home to us and those two kind of different towns connecting with each other. Somehow I feel like have found their way into our music um, and what we create. So um, yeah, we love the Northern Rivers. That's yeah. That's awesome. Creativity. That's great. That's great. Molly, how did Nashville come into your life? Because I mean, I heard the story that you guys kind of like had a coin jar, you know, while, while most like 10 or whatever year olds are like putting, you know, coins to save for like, I don't know, a PlayStation or whatever the hell's going on. You guys were yeah. saving to come to Nashville. Every busking yeah. gig you guys did. Where, yeah. where did the fascination with Nashville come from? Because I, I got to tell you guys, there's people in America who don't discover Nashville until they're like way into their lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, growing up playing music, Nashville is always talked about. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a big, amazing music city. And so we were just like, okay, well, we have to get to Nashville. Mm -hmm. And so Sarah and I made a goal by the time Sarah's 16 to 
get to Nashville. So we saved up for years and years and years, you know, chucked everything in a tin jar that we still have. Yeah. And, you know, we finally got there. But, I mean, Nashville was a massive dream for us for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, such a, a like, game-changing place. Yeah, and it's amazing how things just happen there. Like, there's something in the air and in the, you know, musical atmosphere. Yeah. Like, the first... We didn't know anyone when we first went to Nashville. And we played this little place called the Douglas Corner. Uh, the band booker there, um, Miss Debbie Throckmorton, really loved what we did. And we were only... I think I would have been... Six, yeah, yeah, 16 years old. Young. These guys were younger. Like, Molly would have been how old like the yeah. 14 or something and yeah. um and uh, we played this place called the douglas corner and debbie is an amazing songwriter her dad is an incredible you know legendary songwriter who's written for like george Strait and mel Haggard and willie nelson and all these bands and um and so she started getting us writing with some of her friends so like our first co-writes in nashville with these people we had literally grown up listening to their hit songs on the radio and their classic like actual classic yeah. songs um that we had sung or covered even and so there was you know it's so wild that first of all you know changed our whole path and mm. the stars aligned there and then you know meeting our producer chad carlson who was like the neighbor of one of my best friends in nashville and um and yeah that's how that how it's like it's just crazy how things happen over there when you're on the ground like even when you don't have anything planned you just get there and it just something happens absolutely that's amazing and i love the chemistry that you guys have as siblings because i have to tell you guys there's some bands of siblings like oasis or the black crowds they're brilliant together but they hate each other's guts and it makes you want to say like hey guys like come on like get fucking together like give us the music <laughs> so like you know like, i don't know like sarah what's the secret here like to you know be able <laughs> to have this chemistry and not be like you know what like Lachlan, like what the fuck did you do that to grandma or whatever you know like like just keep it in perspective yeah, yeah. We, we do say that my, my tactic my tactic is he this, asked me is like, <laughs> my, well, yeah. this, my, my tactic is like sit back and just let them just like do, do that thing. <laughs> it sounds like a smart move. I would so, say, uh, I would they say. They can get very unpassionate um, in certain, certain aspects of life. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, because we grew up, we like, have a very tight-knit family. Like mm. our parents and, you know, we have other siblings as well. And, you know, just like growing up, like going on the road and traveling, dragging our parents, our parents to festivals and stuff like that. Um, since we were, you know, young like we just kind of it's just been always what we've done so it's not really that new now it's just we're just doing it to yeah. more people and more people are taking notice but we've always traveled as a family and been really close uh units so it's and i um, think that makes it like you know playing together our whole lives it makes it a lot easier like yeah, yeah. yeah think much of it yeah and like 95% of the time we're having you know a heap of fun together yeah. and it's you know we love doing the whole thing together yeah. I wouldn't know how we'd do it as solo artists <laughs> that's great that's great M Molly I have to ask you um you, you guys have had success from so young like like we're talking about do you ever worry and, and I have to I have to ask this because I find it so fascinating with the age of social media right like you always you can't basically do a mistake like you can't go behind an alley and just drink and like puke your guts out because someone may put it on Twitter and be like, oh, there's Molly from the Buckley's hashtag fail, you know? Like, does it bother you that, like, you kind of, like, didn't have a chance to kind of grow up a little bit, like, like normal, you know, if that makes any sense? That does make sense. I mean, I haven't... Uh, we're, we're, not, we're not very... We're not that. <laughs> we're not that. <laughs> 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 But I mean, it's funny, it's 
I've really noticed the change, like even just in general with young people, like the difference between when I was like my little brother's age, 13 versus the 13 year olds now, it's like such a massive shift due to social media and just like, they're just so much different. But yeah, I get what you mean. But no, I mean, I'm, you know, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. Oh, we're still working our way. Molly's out. kind of like Hannah Montana. She like goes to school and doesn't even talk about it. I don't even know. Like Anna and Andy Karen and <laughs> release an album. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of keep it pretty low key. <laughs> that's awesome. No, oh, that's great, man. You guys keep it super real. That's fantastic. Sarah, let me ask you about your songwriting. Look, I could tell how amazing of a songwriter you are, but like, why bother? There's like a list of 500,000 people who tell you every day. But let me just tell you this. When you first started going into the room with people like Emily Shackleton, Jennifer Hansen, um, were you petrified? Like, were you confident? Were like, man, is my stuff up to par? Like, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, I go into those rooms when I'm writing with someone who I've, you know, looked up to as a songwriter and, you know, always wanted to write, like, those two uh, songwriters you mentioned, like, I've always wanted to write with those uh, two women who are so amazing at what they do. Um, So, yeah, the first co-write is, you know, yeah, you're definitely a little nervous and, um, like, intimidated a little bit, just, like, yeah, nervous because, you know, you just want to put your best stuff out there. But at the end of the day, it's, I think it's more, you know, I, when you're, when I'm in Nashville, like you're there to do it. Like I'm there to write songs. I'm there to learn and grow as much as I can. And like, I want to be the best songwriter I absolutely can and really bring things to the table and, um, you know, try create, it's all about the song. So it's like, try create an amazing song that's going to connect with people. And, um, yeah, to be doing it and writing with people like Jennifer Hanson and Emily Shackleton is an absolute honor because they are some of the best at it in the business and um can you know teach me a lot as well so it's um then it's it's also just as much inspiring and exciting as well so yeah i'd say it's a a whole bunch of things but um yeah i'm very lucky to write with so many amazing songwriters who i love that's epic 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 molly let me ask you about uh, about a few songs let me ask you guys about a few songs in the album Uh, molly let let me start with breathe with you um great t-shirt by the way i heard acdc may coming back soon or something i don't know what's happening with them but whatever yes let me ask you about breathe because obviously great song and it was about the originally about the about the wildfires the push fires last year um but that song has become so much more than that hasn't it so uh, because of the pandemic right like i feel like it's universal now yeah does it feel different when you're playing you know the mandolin when you're playing that song now as opposed to like when you were writing it yeah i mean one thing we love doing is putting out music that kind of people can interpret and apply to different situations in their own lives and Mm -hmm. so when we first heard breathe we took it as a song you know for the bushfires and you know just kind of like a meditative type song i've never said that before but that's (laughs) one and um but, you know, as time went on, the meanings changed and we can apply it to different things, you know, like COVID, you know, just like settle down and, you know, take a moment. So, I mean, I guess when I play now, I'm applying it to different things in life. But, I mean, that are like a lot of songs, you kind mm. of, as you go and go through life, you things have different meanings and, you know. Yeah, I feel like with this song as well, like for me, like, 
it, it changes the meaning. The meaning always changes for me depending on what I'm going through, like in that moment. Like I'll sometimes just like be remember remember these lyrics just because it's so simple. Like breathe, just breathe. You know yeah. when I'm sad or whatever it is. And so I feel like that's um, my favorite part of this song yeah. and why it's probably you know translated and related to a lot of different people around the world, which is uh, exactly what you want as a songwriter. Absolutely. Actually, speaking of songwriting, Sarah. Um... I want to ask you a question. It, it, like, are you always, like as a songwriter, are you getting ideas in the most random moments? Like, can you be watching a movie? Can you be in Netflix, whatever? And you're like, excuse me, hold up. I need to go write something down. And like, everyone's like, oh, there, there she goes again. Or like, how does that work? Like, like, like how does the process work? Can you turn it off? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it doesn't really turn off. It's like, I'm kind of always singing as like, I think a lot of the time, sometimes it starts from I'm just always singing or like humming a tune, whether it might be something else, like another song. And then I just kind of end up, I don't even know why, just like turning, just start, you know, branching from that song into some other melody. And I'm just like always kind of singing completely randomly. And then a lot of like some songs have been like, I'll just be singing and go like, is that, did I just make that up? That, that's kind of cool. And then I'll think like, was that a song I was singing? And, and then I'll go, I think I just, that's, that's a really cool melody. And then I'll go record it and write it down and then it becomes a song. Like, yeah. what like songs it, it are like that? It so, so many different ways. Like watching a movie and then like a little action scene where there's like a horn, this happened to me one time, where there's like a horn section and you're like, listen, like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you kind of mm. change it, change it a little bit. And then it becomes the chorus line of the entire song. Mm. It's just like, <laughs> or just like a vibe and impact yeah. that you feel like it's a lot of the time, sometimes I think it's feeling like, like when you, you listen to a song or listen to something in a movie that someone said or something, and it's just like, wow, that like really hit me. I want to try create that feeling that I got from that. Um, or like the way that that made me move or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, guys. That's great. Um, wow. You guys have been so generous with your time. Let me ask you a few more questions. Uh, what, um, what do you miss the most about this pandemic? Obviously, live performing, I would say. Yeah, live performing, definitely. Sure. Um, I mean, touring, yeah. Traveling. Just, we had, <laughs> I feel like every artist is like that. It's just that you yeah. miss being able to share your music with a real live audience. And last night, it was our first gig since the whole thing started and it was so funny you know performing i was like oh my gosh we're performing in front of yeah, real life was, human beings I was so, I was so <laughs> right crazy. yeah and just you know meeting people and shaking hands and going out and say hi saying hi to people is just um, that's amazing like i'm yeah. so excited for it to be coming back slowly and uh to be up here in cans so fabulous <laughs> was it like riding a bicycle that you like never forget basically or, or were you like rusty at the beginning? Like, ah, oh, Lachlan, you made the mistake. What happened with the cord there? What, like, I, what's the buzz? I, noticed, I actually noticed at the very start, I like hyped myself up way too much. <laughs> I hadn't, we hadn't played live in a while in front of the crowd and like my adrenaline just got so like hyped up and I was like, oh my gosh, Molly, I need to settle down once I got on the keyboard and stuff. I'm like, okay, settle down. <laughs> it was funny as well because it was the first, like during the pandemic, we did that world virtual tour and I had to yeah. start playing bass for it because we didn't have a bass player at home. And so I've become the band now, so I'm playing it live. And, and I realized as I was on stage, like this is the first time I've played bass in front of like a real audience at the <laughs> um you know hearing it and so i got like a little nervous <laughs> but <laughs> it was um yeah it was it was, it was so fun. good to be back 
That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, let, let me leave you guys with this. You guys are like the coolest people around. What are you guys listening to on your Spotify, your Apple Music, whatever? Like, like what are you guys listening that you can recommend the audience? Because you guys are on the cutting edge in Byron Bay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if we're that cool, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we'll take that. <laughs> we got the classics. I always listen to the classics like Blondie, Joan Jett, Fleetwood um, Mac, Fleetwood Mac, Paul and Oates, Paul and Then some like new stuff. Like I, me and Lachlan especially have been getting really into Haim yeah, and their Haim new album. Um, I've been digging yeah. Miley Cyrus's um, new song Midnight Sky as well. And the performance yeah. on iHeartRadio. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you know a band called Krungbin. That's one I've been listening to. Yes, yeah. really good. Those guys, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Man, you guys are like epic. You guys are the coolest like people I've ever met. Are you kidding? Oh Eddie Rabbit? Lachlan, <laughs> Eddie Rabbit? You just got hit out of the park. That's awesome. <laughs> No, oh but there's God. so much amazing music out there. And actually, during, you know, this stay at home, we'll, it, we're able to, you know, dive into it because we had a lot mm. of, like, some extra time on our yeah. hands. Yeah. So, yeah, about traveling too, you can just, like, find and discover so much new music. And listen to albums front to back because mm. you're on a long drive. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and actually, your album, is, it sounds great, all 40 minutes of it, like, from the first to the last track. Yeah, I, I, did, I did notice that. So that's Thank really great. Well, listen, guys, I think, you know, you've said it all. I think that, um, <laughs> I think that if it was any more possible, we're more excited than ever to have you stateside. Um, there's, a, there's a large hunger for you guys. And I know for a fact that in just a handful of years, you're going to be in Bridgestone Arena, people with their phones in the air, asking <laughs> Molly for her mandolin solo in the B stage in the back of the <laughs> arena. So listen, can't wait, guys. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course, absolutely. And put Miami on your radar because Miami would love you when the time comes. South Florida would love you. Florida, we really do. We've been to Florida once before, and we loved it. The beaches. Oh my God! Awesome guys. All right, take care, guys. Bye. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.